women travel has raised many eyebrows in the past so many doubts so many concerns about safety and not so interesting conversations at this season of growing travel shots we are raising conversations that are going to be progressive giving hope making women feel included make them feel happy empowered and through these conversations we envision nothing but inspiration hi i'm your host zina goshi the founder of the flapper life an organization that curates solo journeys for women in india this season i'm talking to women in travel and tourism who have found creative ways of chasing and achieving their dreams of travel and creating their mark in the tourism industry you will hear candid and unedited conversations about their experiences and some secrets of the industry too through the stories shared we wish many women take the plunge to wonder and not to wonder how welcome to one more very exciting episode of brewing travel shots listeners today's episode is a very special episode from awareness perspective i'm looking forward to this conversation to learn and be more aware of my actions as a traveler our today's guest is a young change maker of india my heart is filled with pride and equally inspired with everything she has achieved so far we have none other than prachi shevgavkar who is a climate entrepreneur and the founder of cool the globe an app for climate actions with users from 100 plus countries prachi is the first indian citizen to be appointed on the advisory board of climate leadership coalition alongside the prime minister of finland and european union leaders prachi is also awarded as the young change maker of the year by our finance minister at hindu business line awards we are very excited to probably learn everything about climate action and i think it is one of the most important priorities for the world so without any further delay welcome prachi to brewing travel shots hi zina thank you so much for having me i am extremely excited great so firstly many many congratulations for winning the young change maker award uh, and that to by our finance minister so how how does that feel prachi <laughs> thank you so much um i feel like um awards are always a testimony of how far you have come and how far you can go right um so i feel like it belongs to all of those citizens from around the world who came on our platform and showed great courage in uh, making small changes in their day to day life i feel like um, it belongs to everybody who uh, who who started maybe a small initiative in their dorm room uh, and dream about making it big um, and hopefully this award can be an inspiration for them that their um, their causes too can uh, can one day reach uh, people from around the world absolutely thank you so much for uh, you know sharing that because i feel a lot of people uh, you know believe in something but they you know they cannot take it forward because maybe their work is kind of not getting recognized but mm-hmm. i think uh, you know like how you just told us that yeah i think hard work always pays off is what i feel and you're doing such an amazing work on climate change so before we get started on you and your work i want to ask you a personal question yeah. 
what is your most travel or uh, most favorite travel destination oh wow okay that's interesting um you know i um for the longest time i there's a small hill near my house okay and until i was about uh, 20 i had never even discovered it um okay. and in the lockdown in fact for the first time because we couldn't really travel uh, uh, far distances we right. started exploring our own area and i in fact started going on my terrace for the first time it was there that i realized that my house is surrounded by a hill on three sides and uh, you know i discovered how many trees there are in my vicinity and i saw that spot and i realized that this is somewhere we must go um and uh, when i did go there it was unreal i could see the view of the entire city from one side and on the other side i could see uh, trees and a jungle all around so i feel like it was a spot right near my home not more than 2 kilometers away but i rediscovered it for the first time and since then whenever i want to feel uh, some kind of a solace i go there um, and and i would say that is my favorite travel destination because it was hidden away from me for so long um, and and it made me realize that uh so many times the best things uh, are are not way far from us that is such an unusual answer prachi because most <laughs> of the time people would say that okay this is going to be ladakh like even i would say <laughs> ladakh or something but yeah i think you pinpointed a very uh, important uh, aspect of travel is that we have so many things around us right yeah. but we probably don't even we don't even attempt to even know them or probably even explore them right. and uh, yeah it's it's a beautiful thing and i think yeah covid really gave us that opportunity to explore our own vicinity mm-hmm. and it's great i'm glad that you have something which is very close by and that's your tra- favorite travel destination yeah. <laughs> okay prachi i think i am very much excited to know more about you how did your journey uh, get started on climate change what was that one thing which made you okay i have to do this mm-hmm. and then probably uh, you know talk more about your app which is cool the globe absolutely okay um so uh everybody in my family is an engineer okay and okay. Uh, when i was in um around 12th standard i was also about to take uh, an admission for my engineering um and you know but somewhere somewhere down the line it didn't feel right you know somewhere it felt like i want to do something else um and it was at that time that something very interesting happened um when i was in second or third standard uh, my school teacher had asked me to write a letter to my future self uh, you know in 10 years where would i want to be and who would i want to be and i'd written that letter and then completely forgotten about it and when i was at this decisive point in my life um, i happened to find it again and reading it was like a huge wake up call for me because in it i had written about making an impact and changing the world and it felt like somebody had shaken me awake because i had not thought that way in a very long time so somewhere i got inspired by the words and the dreams of my younger self and i began thinking about how can i make a difference uh, in my day to day life um and so i remember so i did decide to choose media um as uh, as uh, as my profession i, I went to uh, media school and in my first semester of college um, i googled uh, on what is the biggest problem in the world today and that's when climate change popped up 
Now, I was very surprised to see this because all of these global scientists and experts were talking about how it's the biggest problem in the world. And we right. need to do something about it in the next three uh, decades. Nobody around me was really talking about it. And so um, I really began to think about, uh, you know, I, I read up more about it. I read up about how, um, you know, the, the average temperature of the earth is rising and the monsoons are changing, the coastal erosion, the rising sea levels, all of these horrific, scary things. And I felt like, what can an ordinary girl like me do about a big problem like climate change? Um, and in finding an answer to that, really, uh, Cool the Globe came about. <laughs> okay that's that's interesting <laughs> yes so so yeah uh, tell us more about cool the globe and uh, you know how does it work what are the features how can somebody use it individually and track their actions yeah. Absolutely. So let me tell you about how it started, because uh, I had not thought about building an app or having a startup in climate at all. Uh, you know, I don't have a background in entrepreneurship. All I all I had was one question, which is there has to be something that the common man can do about climate change. So right. I went to my parents and I asked them, do you think there's something that we can do about it in our own homes? And we took up a small quest to reduce our own greenhouse gas emissions by 10% every year. Um, and this sounded like a reasonable thing. Like it, it, uh, it's not like we had to completely change our life. Uh, it, we were starting small, but we were starting somewhere. Um, so to do that, we began researching on which activities of mine are leading to most greenhouse gas emissions and how can I reduce them? But most importantly, how, how can I measure them? Uh, because I could keep myself motivated uh, to uh, to try try and integrate climate actions in my life only if I knew the impact of those actions. Right. And so I started yeah. doing these things. Um, and, um, you know, in a couple of months, two very interesting things began to happen. Um, the first was that I started enjoying it. <laughs> it almost became like a fun activity that I was doing with my family. Um, right. And it felt good that at least my, at my own level, I'm doing something. And um, secondly, uh, a lot of my friends, relatives, people around me began to take notice. And they would come to me and say, it looks like you're doing something different. And we would like to be a part of this. And that's when I really began to think about how can I take global citizens on this individual quest that I've taken on. Um, and, and from this, um, I decided to build an app which would help people like you and I reduce our own greenhouse gas emissions to a target. Um, so I started thinking about, you know, if I want to achieve anything at all, not just, uh, you know, uh, tackling climate change, but anything. What are some things that I need to achieve anything? What, what, what is it for you? What do you think are some things that you need to achieve something? Okay, so it was was that a question for me? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, obviously, I would want to kind of reduce the carbon emission, whatever I'm kind of producing. But then I think I would work, I mean, if you ask me on my day-to-day -day basis, I would want to kind of change some habits of me, like yeah. maybe, uh, you know, reduce the use of electricity uh, yeah. as much as I can. Uh, probably, obviously, the plastic, which I've already started working on. So, Absolutely. yeah, these are, I think, electricity is something what I feel, uh, even water, like the basic infrastructure, right? Uh, use as, as limited as it can. So, yeah. but I think these are two basic, which 
which we use it quite often uh, but yeah i would love to like when you were talking actually i was in my uh, you know thoughts that okay what is that she must be doing on day to day basis right. and you know which has created such a huge impact so yeah i would want to know from you yeah <laughs> so, so but let me ask you then so if you decided that you want to reduce your electricity usage what do you think you need after that what, what would be the next steps for you i think yeah of course a way to measure it that okay i'm going from this step to the other step mm-hmm. what is that i'm kind of saving one yeah. uh, second what is that impact i'm kind of creating because obviously as as what you rightly said sometime back that one is motivation but of course if you have results in front of you you even get more motivated Absolutely. so so yeah right so my answer was also like you right i i realized that i need a clear goal in front of me first right yeah what, what exactly i i want to do and then i need to be able to measure my progress on that goal uh, so that's essentially how we build the app as well you know as, as soon as somebody a user comes in they are given a monthly target of reducing their own carbon footprint um and then they can see a host of simple day to day things they can do to meet that target um so for example uh, you know if i uh, went to my office by cycle instead of a car uh, and my office right. is 10 kilometers away i can see that i saved 2 kg of co2 emissions or um, while i'm traveling uh, you know i i made sure that i came back with all the waste that i had created and i uh, you know uh, ensured climate friendly disposal of that waste i can see right. that i saved 4 kg co2 emissions um or um, if i um, recycled uh, I, if i didn't buy say four pairs of jeans this month and i reused my uh, sister's clothes i can see that i saved 10 kg emissions so uh, you know like this in the app we have hundreds of simple day to day actions that people can record and they can see the emissions that they are actually saving by doing that Uh, wow. but then a lot of people started coming and asking you know what difference does it make if i'm the only one doing something you know what difference right. can one person make um but we think that when there are a lot of people like us coming together then a collective impact can be very big um and to show that we kept a global meter on the home page of the app which will show the emissions avoided by all users combined um and and that's essentially how i built the platform Uh, and and i built it while i was still in college uh, you know we worked uh, throughout my college years uh, you know we worked day and night on building the app and by the time i graduated it was uh, finally ready um, and that that's when we launched cool the globe <laughs> wow this is this is quite inspiring prachi and uh, i'm i'm really speechless honestly that how you know being in college you've done so much and hats off to all the efforts that you've taken because it is genuinely an eye opener like now when you were talking about you know simple activities about clothes about travel uh, i think yeah it just hits you because that these are simpler things to do these yeah. there, there is no rocket science that we need to kind of even understand uh, these things so now coming yeah. to the next question um, raji of course it's it's no uh, surprise that climate change is a big thing now and it has a very diverse uh, impact on people on uh, nature uh, lifestyle health how do you think that people can get started especially 
as raw as somebody like who, somebody who is not even uh, you know in an understanding of what climate change is so maybe we start with basics what do you think people should get started with right so um a lot of people are very hesitant to get into this because we think that i'm going to absolutely have to change my lifestyle uh right. and you know i'd i'd have to completely topple it over uh, you know i i i and i'd have to sacrifice anything but everything but actually it it matters even if you start somewhere even if you're starting small um and real climate action and real sustainability doesn't have to come from a place of just sacrifice um it can add on to other aspects of your life as well i have experienced firsthand that um it helps you achieve other goals too so i think i think a good a good place to start from is to understand what are some other goals in your life and how can you align climate action and sustainability with it so for example if fitness is one of your goals mm-hmm. you can start walking more you can start cycling more mm-hmm. uh, if saving money is one of your goals you can take public transport or you can save up on uh, uh, you know buying appliances you can buy second hand appliances if spending right. time with family is one of your goals uh, you know you can look at some chores that you can do together um, and and save up on emissions that way uh, so you know the first thing anybody can do is start with one action that doesn't seem like it'll be difficult to do start with one action which would excite you which would align with the other goals in your life and then figure out a way to make it fun make it enjoyable make it something that you look forward to doing and the third thing is to actually quantify what is the difference you're making by doing that what are the emissions that you're saving by doing that uh, you know what does it mean uh, you know uh, it, uh, because when we get to know actual impact of the small decisions we make in our day to day life um, i think that inspires us even more and the fourth step is something that would start happening organically once you start taking an action in your life uh, you would see that 10 other people around you are inspired by you they start following you and it creates a wildfire of change that begins from the action that you started at your home and seeing that transformation around you i i believe then becomes an inspiration to do more um so so i i guess where anyone can start from is to decide one thing that you want to do from today make it fun quantify the impact and inspire others to do it with you great i think this sounds uh, pretty simple of course i wouldn't say that the change uh, would happen like overnight yeah. but yeah as what rightly mentioned by you that even doing that one simple activity would be great like just to just to get started at least to get started and feel that okay you're doing something for uh, the environment and you're doing something for climate change prachi just for understanding of people because i'm sure you would know this better than me uh, there are a lot of people don't understand climate change right yeah. with your research would you want to highlight what is that impact climate change has on on people uh, on destination on lifestyle everything like we want to talk how bad can it go right um you know so let me share my own story because i okay. had a journey into even before i started working in climate change uh, what happened after that how we built cool the globe is a journey in itself but i had a whole journey before that into understanding what climate change is and travel had a big role to play in that as well okay. so 
uh, I told you about the time that I googled what is the biggest problem in the world and climate change came about. Um, right. What I missed uh, telling at the time was I read up about climate change. I read up about this catastrophic effects of climate change, like coastal erosion, uh, rising sea level, global warming. Um, right. And then I had a moment of honesty with myself. And I thought, you know, it all does seem worrying, but I don't think I care enough about it. And to give me some credit, I was still um, a young student. I had enough on my plate. Uh, you know, I had friends to make right. and extracurriculars and exams. Why would I worry about polar ice melting in some other corner of the world? And right. even aside from that, in front of us, we see so many problems that are visible for us, from poverty to illiteracy to gender issues to, um, you know, everything around the sun that we actually see with our own eyes. And, and in front right. of that, climate change seemed like this larger than life problem that is beyond my control. And it seemed like it's happening to somewhere else. Um, at, at some at some other point in some other part of the world. It didn't seem right. like it had anything to do with my life or the life of people around me. Um, and so I forgot about climate change for a while. And, um, you know, I started looking at what are some other areas in which I can do something. Like I told you, I was already on a quest to figure out how I can make a meaningful impact. And I had to find my cause. Um, so I traveled with farmers across Maharashtra with a group farming initiative for a couple of months. Um, okay. I spent some months with waste workers at the outskirts of Bangalore. I lived with them. Uh, you know, I, I went to work with them um, and uh, I, I spent some months teaching children in slum areas across Pune. And I did a lot of things. Uh, I traveled to many places. I looked at uh, you know, worlds different from mine. And that experience in itself was very enlightening because I felt like my world had just opened up. Um, right. And when I actually spent that time on the ground, uh, when I came outside my comfort zone and, and saw the world, uh, not just through reports and, and what I searched on Google and not just through books, but through my own eyes and through the experiences of people around me. I happened to meet some very real voices behind these catastrophic impacts of climate change. Um, and they changed my entire perspective. So I remember meeting um, a farmer uh, who taught me more about climate change than any other global expert ever would. Uh, he said that small dwelling farmers like me just can't afford to do it anymore because the weather has gotten so unreliable. And when I can't afford to grow food, there are thousands of people behind me who can't afford to buy food. So climate change right. can also mean that more and more people go hungry. Um, I remember meeting a 12-year-old boy uh, when I was making a film on children and what their dreams look like. And I asked him, if you get one wish and you can ask for anything in the world, what would you ask for? Um, I would never forget his answer. He said, I would wish that my house wouldn't get flooded like it did last year. Now, a 12-year-old boy gets to ask for anything in the world. And this is what he has to ask. That's when I remembered um, uh, reading about how he's not alone. You know, how there are over 10 million people whose homes, who lo lose their homes uh, due to climate-related disasters. And how as extreme weather events start happening more frequently and more intensely, there would be more and more young boys like him who have to worry about something as basic as a shelter above their head. Um, and this I cared about. 
So there are many, many such people who I met uh, who taught me that as ordinary citizens, we care about very simple things. We care about our home. We care about our food, our health, our livelihoods. And most importantly, we care about our family and the people around us. And it was through traveling that I realized that climate change impacts all of this. Um, you know, climate change is not about these big, heavy words that I read about in the newspaper. It's about how it impacts the day-to-day -day life of citizens like us and how it impacts life as we know it. Um, and, and that to me is, is climate change. Very well uh, put up. And I think this was the simplest uh, you know, understanding on climate change. Uh, uh, so thank you so much uh, for sharing that, Prachi. Because, yeah, like how you said that uh, there are, of course, a lot of big jargons which are used for climate change. And I think this whole concept is very, uh, you know, made complicated. But I think uh, a fair understanding, obviously, the most people who get impacted, I think the real meaning needs to be understood from them because what actually it means to them because many times in our urban life, we don't even we don't even know and we don't even care in in because we kind of get really busy it's because yeah. we don't know the actual impact. So so thank you for sharing that. Uh, Prachi, you have been the first Indian to be appointed on the advisory board of the Climate Leadership Coalition, along with former Prime Minister of Finland and global leaders. Right. <laughs> Where do you see the journey ahead now in terms of climate action or, or climate change in India? Right. Um, so there are two scenarios of uh, you know, so there are some global goals ahead of us to avoid the worst effects of climate change, right? Um, you know, by by the year 2050, uh, we want to become, we want to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions. For India, that goal is by 2070. Um, and, you know, if we are not able to do that, we reach a point of no return, right? There are tipping points that lie ahead of us. Um, and there are two scenarios of where we might go. Um, you know, the first scenario looks at um, the sustainable development goal, which means that we would reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. And the second one looks at the stated policy scenario, uh, which is what would happen if we do what the world leaders have planned or what, ha what has been committed to by countries around the world in order to tackle climate change. What would happen if we actually achieve all that we've planned to achieve? Where would we go? Uh, what do you think that scenario is? Uh, would we have, what would happen if we uh, do everything that countries have committed to do for climate change? What do you think? I don't have an answer to this, <laughs> honestly, because I because you asked me with a suspicion. So I'm just kind of <laughs> dreading what the answer looks like. Yeah. So yeah, would would want to know. But honestly, I, I don't think that there is a, positive answer to this so yeah I would want to know from you yeah. so when I first you know looked at uh, what the stated policy scenario would be I expected that uh, you know if not net if not reaching net zero by 2050 we would have reached at least half of that uh, but it actually says that 
we would in fact end up increasing our emissions a little bit. Right now we are putting up 51 billion tons of greenhouse gas emissions every year. Um, oh if we do everything that we have planned to do, we would end up increasing that by a little bit. Um, you know, let alone decreasing it or reaching net zero. And that is if we actually do what we've committed to do. Uh, and, and what happens if we don't even do that? So there's clearly oh. something that's missing in the picture, right? right. And I realize what's missing is people. Uh, you know, if you look at big transformations throughout history, um, they've been brought about not just by policymakers, leaders, governments, but they've been brought about by people like you and I coming on Absolutely. the ground, taking action in our day-to-day -day lives. And we often forget this power we hold when we come together to take action. So what's really missing in the picture is participation from the common man. Um, and I remember when I was in school, I used to read about freedom fighters and scientists and innovators. And I used to think, you know, those times were so interesting and the times I live in are so boring. Uh, yeah. you know, and now, since the time I started working in climate change, I've realized that we find ourselves at the cusp of our youth in perhaps some of the most defining decades of human existence. How right. we act today is not only going to determine our own future, but the future of generations to come. And that's not only a responsibility, but it's an opportunity to make our mark. It's an opportunity to make a lasting impact in the world. Um, and, I, and I feel like it's a very unique time when an ordinary citizen can save the world through the actions he takes in our own home. And that to me is a vision of climate action, uh, which is grassroots, which is citizen-led, and which is taking place in every single home. Uh, now people say it will take nothing less than a miracle to reach uh, net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050 or to avoid the worst effects of climate change. But I think that when ordinary citizens like us come together, then miracles can happen. Um, and, and having had that international exposure into climate action, my vision is still very local and still very rooted in our community. Uh, and, and my vision is still of ordinary people coming together to make this change. Absolutely, Praji. I feel it's the power of the common man, right? We all believe, we all say that obviously the common man has the power if, if something, a massive change that has to happen in the world. And I, I totally agree that the power lies within us because it's, it's also about our own vicinity, our own community, our own houses. So why not? And I'm sure if everybody takes responsibility of their own thing, Right. Definitely, we can achieve the goal that uh, uh, that you know we are kind of discussing. Yeah. So yeah, I just hope it's it's positive from here. Like I I was quite sure that you're not going to give me a major uh, you know positive answer on the uh, you know 2050 thing. So I was just wondering <laughs> then what's kind of going to come. But yeah, obviously climate change is a very very serious issue. Uh, I think. I'm at least glad that a lot of people had, have at least started talking about it, uh, discussing about it and trying to understand, like maybe I am that, uh, you know, common man who's wanting to understand that, okay, what is it with climate change? Because, uh, you know, in tourism industry, we understand climate change very well because we have been seeing, you know, cloud burst. We have been seeing flood scenarios. We've been seeing uh, many things which have not happened 
earlier like we've never heard about these things in the past we yeah. are hearing these things from at, at least at least 5 6 mm-hmm. years that i am into the business right. now coming to a very important uh, piece and i think you mentioned this earlier also that obviously tourism plays a very important role when it comes to global uh, you know emissions when when it comes to travel Right. One, what challenges you see, uh, especially when travel is actually growing every year, uh, over tourism is is not a surprise, and uh, we see that a lot of people are wanting to travel. Right. What challenges you see, and what do you think tourism as a collaborative entity or industry we right. can kind of fight climate change only from a tourism perspective? absolutely um no and and there's a bit of a dilemma here right because one one thing that we know for sure is that if we want to fight climate change we need to come together as a world as a world and travel is one of the best ways for the world to come together right so in a way the fact that tourism is increasing is also a positive uh, sign because it means that we are integrating uh, we are not in silos anymore uh, e- even uh, when climate change conferences take place around the world uh, it's an opportunity for countries to come together and discuss what their agenda is what their targets are uh, to hold each other accountable uh, so in a way that kind of integration is a very positive thing uh but we also have to look at the uh, the impact uh, that that tourism is having on the climate so the first step that that we can do is is to just start with awareness uh, you know is is to just quantify uh, the carbon footprint of our travel uh, you know with with each uh, so you know a lot of people these days know the calories in their food the same right. can we know the emissions behind our travel can we know the emissions behind the actions we take while we are traveling um so two big areas uh, for personal greenhouse gas emissions are travel uh, you know are the vehicles that we use uh, so traveling by low emission modes is one of the biggest uh, changes you can make in your lifestyle to reduce your carbon footprint and the second big area is the materials we use things we buy um and and that is uh, you know while we are traveling we see an increase in the things we buy in the materials right. we use in the food we eat um so but this is an area where it's possible to choose more consciously while we are traveling while on the go uh, can we recycle can we reuse can we use local materials um can we uh, can we travel consciously can we pack consciously so there are a lot of simple simple decisions that you can make while you're traveling um and the first step in all of that is always to start tracking at least start quantifying what is our emissions can i uh, can i do better in this trip than i did in my last trip um and seeing that kind of improvement uh, would only encourage us to do more um so i think the first step that that uh, the tourism industry can do is start quantifying their greenhouse gas emissions and then uh, keep targets for improving that by at least 5% with each trip right that that's amazing i think that's a great takeaway uh, uh, you know obviously once we know 
that uh, what is that amount that we are kind of uh, having an emission on mm-hmm. at least we will be able to take some action i think very well put in terms of a comparison to calories i think these are like climate change calories that we all are kind of uh, uh, all that we have to kind of work on right. so uh, i think you've already mentioned uh, that you know how we should travel consciously and uh, you know what actions we can actually take yeah. on the go my one question to you this is uh, something that i want to understand i'm sure that there is a lot of uh, uh, funding that would be required in terms of so say obviously whatever the emission has kind of gone and which we kind of produce every single day yeah. is there any way that we can quant- like we can quantify in terms of that we pay for that amount because i i read uh, somebody doing this that yeah. say i'm traveling say by my air travel Right. i pay a particular amount for my carbon uh, uh you know emission that i did through my air travel do you think there's any concept like this alive yes absolutely, yeah, absolutely. it's called carbon offsets and in okay. the app in fact we have a fourth section uh, apart from travel uh, home office appliances and materials the fourth section looks at social responsibility and okay. uh, that is the purchasing of carbon offsets so essentially how it works is uh, you are sponsoring projects on your behalf which look at carbon sequestration or uh, such as tree plantation uh, projects relating to renewables which actually take greenhouse gas emissions away from the atmosphere um and they on your behalf you know if you purchase the carbon offset that means on on your behalf they have uh, for example planted a few trees um and the trees which would take co2 away from the atmosphere in right. the next couple of years uh, so that is a way of making your action carbon neutral um so not just so it's also possible that you know if if you give birth for example uh, you right. can pay for carbon offsets and uh, you know you can have an estimate of what would, what is going to be the carbon footprint of my child for the next say 50 years you can pay right. for the carbon offset and make their life carbon neutral uh, so uh, you know carbon offsetting uh, is one way also to to uh, sort of reduce your climate impact uh, but it's still um you know it, it doesn't mean that you know you have a extravagant lifestyle and then you just pay for other projects to absolutely uh, make up for that it's always right. good to still uh, still be conscious in your own lifestyle also and then also donate to carbon offsetting projects which would uh, take away the remaining uh, co2 emissions that you're making in your day to day life great that's that that sounds really good um, yeah because i had heard about this concept but i was not sure how it uh, yeah. actually works and who better than you who can tell us how the offset really happens uh, but yeah very- i just remembered amitabh bachchan's yeah. home is uh, powered yes. by wind energy um, and that is something it's uh, apart from carbon offsetting uh, another concept is uh, virtual net metering for renewable energy so okay. um, we live in cities right so we can't we don't really have space for renewable energy options you know we don't right. have enough yeah. space for solar panels we don't have enough space for wind mills uh, so what right. virtual net metering does is uh, that it means that somewhere away in the city somebody has put up solar panels somebody has put up a wind uh, energy mill um, and you are paying that person uh, for that to happen somewhere else at the outskirts and through a interconnected grid your electricity bill gets compensated for the energy that you're paying for for somebody somewhere else to be created 
Um, and you know that renewable energy gets connected to a common grid, um, and uh, you know essentially you are compensated living in the city. Uh, so uh, virtual net metering exists right now for wind energy; it doesn't exist for solar yet. Um, in right. Delhi, we have virtual net metering for solar. But once that happens uh, in the next couple of years, uh, you know, uh, then uh, it would also open up a way for ordinary citizens to have uh, their homes powered by solar, um, which are uh, solar farms, which are somewhere at the outskirts of the city um, right. and, and maybe perhaps being managed by, uh, by even farmers. Uh, you know, solar panels can be put up uh, around farms across India. 60% uh, of land in India is farmland. So if citizens right. can sponsor for those solar panels, uh, put up somewhere at the outskirts of the city, uh, and their electricity bill gets compensated for the energy that's created there, uh, that could be a very sustainable model uh, for, uh, uh, for something like uh, you mentioned, uh, right. where we yeah. pay actually to, become, to reduce our carbon footprint. Right. Yeah, at least a great concept. So uh, I think it's it's great to know that, you know, people can participate uh, in carbon emission uh, project, at least in some way. So if you can't, like, I'm not saying that you one should not do it, but at least there is some way to contribute towards it. And I think every individual should do that because obviously we have a very, very long uh, way to go, uh, especially when it uh, it to kind of become a zero carbon emission country right. uh, while yeah i guess that's that's the brightest way to look at it right. so coming to the last question uh, prachi and uh, just this is just to understand that i'm sure there would be a lot of initiatives and programs that you would have you would have something in sight which would be coming. Do you think that tourism and key stakeholders can collaborate and work on it together? Absolutely. Um, I, um, you know, so I run a startup in um, in climate change, right? And in the startup ecosystem, the what we always get asked is, who are your competitors? Who are the other people in your market who are doing something similar to you? Um, and for the first time, while, you know, before this, I had a startup in another industry. And since the time I started, uh, you know, we built Cool the Globe as a startup, uh, you know, I've come to realize that we are in a very unique industry where there are no competitors. They are only collaborators because right. everybody has one common goal in front of them. Even people in the tourism sector, they have a goal in front of them to preserve nature, to uh, to um, because, uh, to uh, also help the world fight climate change. Because if uh, if ultimately uh, we are not able to avoid the worst effects of climate change, it's bad for everybody, right? Then our industry right. doesn't survive. Um, so every single person working in this is a collaborator. And the more we collaborate, um, I think the closer we get to the goal. So I believe there are a lot of things that we can do uh, from, uh, you know, there are a lot of people in the ecosystem who can help uh, travel, um, uh, you know, tourism agencies track their climate impact, reduce their climate impact, who can come up with products and services to help ease tourists into uh, eco-conscious travel. Uh, so there's a lot that's happening. And, and, and for us to just stay in touch, to, to see what everybody else is doing uh, and to find ways to collaborate, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that we can do uh, to fight climate change. That's great, uh, Prachi. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. 
sharing so many insights on climate change i am definitely going to take uh, one step forward uh, i have already downloaded the app mm-hmm. and i think i'm going to start at least with one small goal it's a commitment uh, on this podcast and on this conversation because i think as what you rightly said that every industry gets impacted by this so everybody is a collaborator and everybody should look at only as a collaboration because if we if we can't control climate i don't think we can even control our bread and butter which is the industry we work in right so uh, yes uh, we i i really look forward to take some action and look forward to crossing our paths again thank you so much for the work that you do uh, we we need more people like you and uh, really looking forward to contribute in whatever capacity possible thank you so much i had a great time talking to you today and can't wait to come and travel with you <laughs> Yes absolutely we would love to host you and uh, yeah i think when you come on board we will ensure that we travel in the most sustainable way <laughs> and uh, obviously we contribute uh, and give back in whatever possible uh, way that we can and i'm sure you would be uh, very happy to guide us to make the minimal travel absolutely <laughs> great thank you so much prachi it was lovely talking to you 